Hey, now wait a minute. We're going to have Bible study, aren't we? This is, this is supposed to be question and answer time. I'm Mike Pearl, and that's Jared back there behind the thing, and I just squeezed in a little concertina play. So Jared's got some questions you've been sending in, and I'm going to try to give you an answer from the Bible. So Jared, what's the first question for today? While reading the Old Testament, I noticed the division between the house of Judah and the house of Israel, and didn't understand the significance. And now there is a two-house theology movement saying that the house of Judah in Scripture refers to the Jews, and the house of Israel refers to the ten lost tribes of Israel, or Ephraim. Could you explain this further? And does Galatians 3.16, or being a seed of Abraham, have anything to do with this view? All right. <laughs> it's, as long as there's been Christianity, there's been an attempt for Christians to become Jews. There's this romantic concept that if you're Jewish, then somehow you, you get this special edge, and so everybody wants to be Jewish. Uh, I am Jewish by blood, but I don't want to be Jewish. I want to belong to Jesus. Nothing wrong with Jewish nationally, but uh, what I want to do is belong to Jesus Christ, not an, an ethnic group. I know what the attempt is. The attempt is to replace the Jews with the church so that the church can receive the blessings promised to the Jews. But I guarantee you the blessings promised to the church are much greater than those promised to the Jews. Now the passage you in question was Galatians, what was it, Jared? Galatians what? Three what? 316. 316. All right. So let's look at that. It's about Abraham. Uh, here we are. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. The concept that somehow being a spiritual descendant of Abraham qualifies us to be Jewish is ridiculous. You see, Abraham was a Gentile. He was not even Jewish. He was not an Israelite. It wasn't until Abraham had Isaac, and then Isaac had Jacob, and Jacob had 12 sons, and the 12 sons went into Egypt and stayed for 400 years and came out that God adopted the people of Jacob, which the name was changed to Israel. And so the Israelites became God's special people. Now, everyone who believes like Abraham believes becomes sons of Abraham by faith. But all the Arabic people are sons of Abraham as well, as well as many other Middle Eastern people groups there, which were descendants of Abraham after he and Sarah had children. Abraham had additional children through Keturah. So Abraham is responsible for several different national groups, and uh, that doesn't qualify them to be in spiritual promises. Uh, back to our passage here. He says, uh, now Abraham and his seed were the promises made. And he saith not to seeds as of many, but as of one which seed is Christ. So he's speaking of one particular seed. This I say that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law, which was 430 years after, cannot disannul, so forth. For if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more promised, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. Wherefore the then serveth the law, it was added because of transgression, till the seed should come, which seed is Christ, he said. 
verse 21, is the law then against the promise of God? God forbid and so forth. And he goes on down, deals with the law, says the law was our schoolmaster. That has nothing to do with, with uh, spiritual descendants or physical descendants rather of Abraham. That strictly is pointing out that God justified Abraham by faith and that we too are justified by, by faith. Now, if you wanted to get into that doctrine, more pertinent passages would be found in the book of Romans uh, chapter 9, 10, and 11. Those are the passages usually referred to to support the concept of Israel uh, being the church. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is such a preposterous doctrine. It's embarrassing. You have to deal with it. So embarrassing. Uh, okay, in chapter 9 of Romans, uh, where he deals with the Jewish people and uh, the promises, I tell you what, let's skip 9. Uh, and go all the way to chapter 10. He said, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Israel, remember now, is the descendants of Jacob. That's three generations after Abraham. Uh, for I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness, going about to establish their own righteousness. He's talking about a particular ethnic group of people, which are the Israelites. And uh, he goes on down to say... Uh, uh, that if they confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in their heart, they'll be saved, and, and so forth. And then you skip down to verse 19, he says, uh, But I say, did not Israel know? First Moses saith, I will provoke you to jealousy by them which are no people, that's the Gentile church, and by foolish nation I will anger you, that's the Gentiles. And uh, then he comes to chapter 11, he says, I say this, hath God cast away his people? That's the Israelite people. God forbid, for I say, I am an Israelite, not, not just a seed of Abraham, but he's a particular group of the seed of Abraham, an Israelite. I'm an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. So he's tracing his lineage all the way back. God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. He's talking about the Israelites. Uh, won't you not what the scripture saith of Isaiah? Now he maketh an intercession to God against Israel. Now skipping down for the sake of time, uh, he says, verse 5, Even so then at this present time there also is a remnant according to the election of grace. This is of the Israelites. For, and then he, skipping on down again, he said, And then Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh for, but the elect hath obtained it, the election. The rest were blinded, the rest of Israel, the Jewish people, as it is written, God send them a spirit of slumber and so forth. And then he says, verse uh, 11, I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? That is in a permanent way. God forbid, but rather through their fall, salvation has come to the Gentiles. He's clearly contrasting Israel uh, and the Gentiles. Now, the Gentiles are, are descendants of Abraham by faith, just like saved Jews are descendants of Abraham by faith. But being a descendant of Abraham by faith doesn't make you three generations later a physical descendant uh, inheriting the promises through Israel. Uh, for, he said, uh, let me get that again, verse 11. We're in 11, 11. Uh, for salvation is come to the Gentiles for to provoke them, the Jewish people, to jealousy. For if the fall of them be the riches of the world, the diminishing of them, which is where Israel is now, they're diminished in favor with God, if the diminishing of them be the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness. So he's anticipating a time when they, not us, the 
Israel, comes into a state of fullness. For I speak to you Gentiles, making a division, insomuch as I am the apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify mine office. So Gentiles are believers, he's referring to here. For if by any means I may provoke to emulation them which are my flesh, he's talking about Israel, and might save some of them. For if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? And then he talks about the branches being broken off. And he says that Israel was, a, was branches in the vine of God. And the vine was broken off. And then the wild bramble, the, the church, the Gentiles were grafted in in the place of Israel. And then he warns that in the future when the Gentiles come into unbelief, God will break them away. That'll be at the rapture and graft back in the natural branches, which is Israel. And uh, so he says, For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own conceits. That's where the people are following this doctrine. They're wise in their own conceits. That blindness in part is happened to Israel. So there's an admission, blindness in part to Israel, not to the church, to Israel. Until the fullness of the Gentiles be coming in, and so all Israel shall be saved. So here's a clear statement that after God has finished his work with the church and removes the church, then God's going to commence his work with Israel, with the Jewish people. He said, there shall come out of Zion the deliverer that shall turn ungodliness from Jacob. This is my covenant. I shall take away their sins. Uh, touching the election, they are beloved, they, the Israelites, for the Father's sake. And uh, it goes on, and uh, he says, God's concluded them all in unbelief, unbelief that he might have mercy upon all. And then he exclaims over the wisdom of God in this act. You see, all of dispensationalism is based on an understanding that God has worked with the Jewish people under the law differently from how he works with Gentile people in the church. And that the promises God made to Abraham uh, and even the promises Jesus made where he said the meek shall inherit the earth, where he promises a coming kingdom of heaven, all those promises will be fulfilled in the natural seed of Jacob in Israel. Not just Abraham, but in Jacob, Israel. And those promises will be fulfilled in the future. But God is making a difference in several other passages between the Gentile church and Israel. So when God has brought in the fullness of the Gentiles, and takes them out, then he commences his work with the Jewish people. If you read the book of Revelation, you read it's all about 144,000 from 12 tribes of the nation of Israel. The church is not involved on the earth during the tribulational uh, plagues that fall upon the earth. No one is there but the Jewish people and unsaved Gentiles. You'd never find a group of believing Gentiles of the church after Revelation chapter 3, commencing in 4, it's just God's work with Israel upon the earth. So clearly there will come a time in the future when God will turn again the hearts of the Israeli people to him. Why, why try to be a Jew that God has uh, put blindness over their heart? Why not be a Gentile Christian? In fact, in Christ, he said that neither male nor female, Jew nor Gentile, bond nor free, we've all been made to drink into one spirit. So uh, just accept your place in Christ and quit struggling to be something you'll never be. If you would like to ask a Bible question, email us at biblequestions at nogreaterjoy.org or call at 931-805-4820.